Hi, everybody, and welcome back to another episode, our last episode of the season here on Six and Bones with your ghost hosts, officially, Chelsea and Ten. Hi, Ten. How are you? I'm good. We are the official ghost hosts now. It only took us two seasons, but it we're did. here. <laughs> well, for those of you that are not on YouTube, um, Ten actually, this is part of my Christmas gift. She got us these name tags that say ghost hosts on them. So we're going to wear them on the podcast. Um, but if you're on YouTube, you can see us with our new ghost host name tags. They're so cute. And yes, they are haunted mansion ghost host name tags. So like, That's right. we are, we are legit, you know, we've been on it's- this ride for two years now. It only took us to get to the last episode of season two to finally get name tags as a ghost host on them. The last episode. Uh, I mean, it's better late than never, right? <laughs> like the last episode. Like, why didn't we think of this sooner? I don't know. What's we are truly about? like grasping at straws, trying to put it together of like hmm, two years. We could talk about everything that's like wild and super niche. Never once crossed our mind to get like ghost host paraphernalia. No, I mean, like, I even should have like a sign above my head that says ghost host. Like, and I have so much wall space. Oh my God. Ghost welcome next year, my office is going to look a little different. I'm working on the office. Okay. I've changed my mind five times on how I wanted this place to look. Then I thought I was moving. So, like, you know, when you think you're moving, you're like, why am I going to hang shit up? I'm not moving. So I'm like, now I'm like, I got to hang things up. (laughs) God. Maybe next season. Next season, next season, I would love to get an office chair that actually doesn't sink as, you know, the episode goes on. Yeah. But I also, if I want to redo my office, like this little nook right here, I have to respackle and paint oh. the holes in the wall. And, you know, my uh, my image of Persephone right now is just hiding that. So, you know, why mess with a good thing? <laughs> I didn't even know. See, I would not even know unless you said something. But anyway, how are you? How How is your... Well, it's kind of weird because it's the last episode and like, I don't know, how has your like week been going before we go and hibernate on a break? It's been good. Any updates for people? Any updates? Not too much. I'm heading out to California to visit my parents and sister and brother-in-law uh, next week, day after my birthday. Oh my God, I turned 30 next week. Oh yeah. This oh is my weird. God. Jeez. I don't know why I for your birthday, like I guess because it's during holiday season sneaks mm-hmm. up. Yes. So yes. fast on me that I'm like, 10, you're going to be 30. We hadn't talked about this. I know. It it literally just hit me. Oh even my though God. I, I was out to dinner last night with um some friends of ours and they're like, oh my God, you're turning 30. And I was like, fuck, I am. I am you're turning, turning 30. 30. I um, am. Okay. Well, I'm going to ask you because, you know, we all turned 30 with me and I'm 31. Um, <laughs> what was the biggest thing you learned from your 20s? Ooh biggest thing I learned in my 20s I actually learned this is weird I learned it when I was like 20 through like 22 mm-hmm. put it on the back burner and like now I want to bring it back into like my 30s like I don't know why like I often reflect on like who I was in college and I want to bring college tens mentality back of not really fuck around and find out but like this fuck around swamp monster who does not give a shit um truly of like just putting yourself first and if you're happy that's all that matters honestly it takes people a long time to learn that my mom actually told me that something she learned later on in life because she always (laughs) apple doesn't fall far from the tree she always was like (laughs) helping people and then like they would be like crazy back to her and she was like you know if it's one thing you ever learn from me let it be that do not care about other people what they think 
and do what you want to do and put yourself first. So it takes people a long time to learn that. I mean, I didn't learn that until, uh, you know, 28. So we all, we all learn at our own time. We do. And it's weird. Cause I, I learned it. I was implementing it. And then just post-college was just like, poof, don't need that anymore. <laughs> yeah. It is kind of weird. Early twenties is so young. And like, if you're in your early twenties and you think you're old, trust me, you're not like you no. are in like the, your frontal lobe is still developing to like what? 23. Like you still got things <laughs> going on. 25, it's 25. Oh God. So yeah. So like you, you know, it's okay. You got things going on still. Yeah. The other thing that I learned is don't count anything out of your life. Like no matter what you think you're going to do, don't count anything out. Like, yes. In my early twenties and like with ex-boyfriends of mine, I was always like, I'm never going to get married. I'm never going to blah, blah, blah. I'm never going to whatever. Got married at how old was I? 27, 26. And honestly, everything happens when it's supposed to don't rush anything and yeah, honestly, just enjoy the ride because people Which have been asking, like, what do you want to do now that you're going to be like in your 30s? And I had to really take a hard look and be like, I've kind of accomplished everything that I've ever wanted, which was really just graduating with my PhD, which I did this year. Mm-hmm. And now I feel like everything is just bonus. And I kind of love that, that everything yeah. is just extra now. I think people place a weird pressure on 30 it's like you have to have some sort of like extravagant plan because now you're in your 30s and you're getting older and it's like no uh 20s was when we were scrambling for plans because we're trying to graduate college you're trying to figure out where you are 30s you finally figure it out sometimes and then you're just kind of like floating on that you're just like i'm just now settling into this from all the work i did in my 20s so yeah people place weird standards you'll see when you turn 30 people place weird standards on being 30 and it's weird yeah I'm calm down. 30s young. Yeah. Every I don't feel like old. Like I am I'm actually really shocked that at least right now a week out. I'm not like, oh my God, I'm turning 30, but I'm actually kind of excited. Oh, I was so excited to turn 30. I was scared, but like I was so excited to turn 30. Because you just kind of shut the door on your 20s and you're like, okay, <gasps> let that go to rest now. Have a good day. Yeah, like I did I, I did all my I accomplished all my dreams, which I'm so like thankful and grateful and blessed to be able to sit here and say that. And now I'm just like, it's time for my new adventure. And I truly cannot wait to do it Mm -hmm. with you alongside me, with Kevin and everybody, and then get to come back to everybody here. Like, I don't know. It feels surreal. It is. I like 30s. I've been I've been chilling in 30s for a whole year now, and I like it. It's very comfortable. (laughs) It's a good place. Um, Welcoming community. (laughs) It's a welcoming community. Uh, (laughs) You know, and now you're you're officially going to be a crone next week because I feel like in order to be a crone, you got to be 30. I know, even though I feel like I've been 30, yeah. 45, 80. Or it's a mindset sometimes, you know? You know, it is a mindset. And I think it is. it's not just the the fall season, the winter season, anything like that. You can be crone 24-7. It's a it's a state of mind. It's a state of being. Oh, yeah. I love being crone 24-7. I got a scarf on today. I'm cold. <laughs> I know. I got my Krampus sweater on. I'm trying to be festive. But how are you? How's life going? <sighs> Sorry, I didn't mean to yawn. See, this is what happens to me. It turns like a certain time during the day and like my body's just like good night going to sleep um it's golden how- hour we're just we're just sitting i know i'm getting golden hour on my face right now for the youtube people look at this she said That's- sun oh, she said vibe 
vibe. Um, how am I? I am doing good. I have officially decided I am entering my Tony Soprano era. Um, I'm moving kind of away from Crone and moving into Tony Soprano where all I do is eat cheese boards, wear robes, and scream what the fuck at people during the holiday season. <laughs> and I really, for those of you that have watched The Sopranos, and if you haven't, I haven't. everybody needs to watch The Sopranos. And I'm not just saying that because I'm from New Jersey and I'm Italian. It is the best TV series I've ever watched in my whole life. It is hysterical and so funny. Um, mm-hmm. But Tony just walks around eating gabagool going, what the fuck, to people 24-7. And that's going to be me in December. Now, for everybody out there, mm-hmm. what is gabagool? So gabagool, you're going to get differing opinions on this. <laughs> it basically is a type of Italian meat. It's not actually called gabagool. If you know anything about um, Italian-Americans, especially in New York and New Jersey, we butcher everything that actually is Italian. Like calamari, we call it galama. Interesting. Ricotta, we call it ragut. Oh, so- wait. Okay. Every time you've been saying ragut, Regatta, I was just like, oh, is that is that a different kind of cheese? No. So if you were to say ricotta in front of my family, they would look at you with five heads and be like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> but like, that's that's not the right way to say it. The way we're saying it's not the right way. Yes. Like galama is not the appropriate term. So I don't know why we think that we're right. We're not, but we are. So that's just the way it goes. <laughs> no, I get that. I get that. <laughs> so I'm walking into my Tony Soprano era. I'm very excited um for christmas i'm excited for this holiday season i've just been hanging out i've been chilling i got my nails back on look at these look at these girls ten got hers on too now it's the clickety clack oh i even got a french uh because um tony's wife what's her name i don't know you brought her up earlier this year i did damn it i hate this for myself she always has a french manicure so i told you i'm walking into my soprano era mobster style (laughs) <laughs> I know I'm really I'm looking it up for you what was his wife's name you literally brought her I, up I it's one of these things where and this is my favorite show and I'm, I I sometimes get like memory loss I just cannot remember isn't it Carmela? yes because you said she picked up the phone and the side piece was on the line yes yeah I think her name is Carmela. I just can't remember um but yeah that, that's what I plan on doing this uh I'm gonna eat plenty of gabagool and cheese it is Carmela. I did. I did yep. just look. It up. There we go. See, I just you. random. But um, yeah, that's basically it. I had to lock Pluto out of my office today because he was just climbing all over me. Anyone ever feel like their cats are just like toddlers? Yes. Toddlers. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you look at them and you're like, I know you're two, but you are a baby. You are always baby. And one is sleeping on the bed in the office right now. And sometimes I have to look at both Vu and Iroh and go, mom is touched out. Like. <laughs> Yeah, go away. <laughs> go do your, something with your life. <laughs> your papa is home. Go get him. <laughs> right. Go bother somebody else. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, but I can't believe it's our last episode. I kind of feel surreal. Um, yeah. and we don't really like have a plan today. We're just gonna sit, chit chat, talk about Christmas, um, reflect on this past year. This is a really good time, and I love how I'm saying this. And like the new moon is coming up in the next few days while we're filming. Mm-hmm. It's a really good time to reflect. Um, winter is the season of like decay, um, cold, hibernating. So like one thing I'm working on is listening to my body because, mm-hmm. you know, like humans are supposed to hibernate too. We're not supposed to be doing like all this extra work. Like we, our bodies are cold. We're cold. It's winter. We're supposed mm-hmm. to just eat and lay on a couch. And I, and I stand by that statement. <laughs> We're not supposed to be doing too much work. 
I know. I'm honestly counting down the days until I go on vacation because uh, grades will have been in. Mm-hmm. Um, my article will be submitted and 10 will just get to pass out on a plane. <laughs> I know I'm going um I'm going back home to my family in New Jersey for like a little over a week because we have a lot of things planned and my mom wants to go to Rockefeller Center in New York which is oh my god live, yeah no 100% and like I would never go like I used to work in the city and anytime someone said you want to go see the tree I would say go fuck yourself <laughs> I'm not I mean, going to do that I think my parents did it Maybe once, either when my sister and I were like very, very little, when we flew out to visit her family in New York, it like just them went. But like, I don't even know if like my mom went just by herself growing up in New York. Like that is that is a commitment. It is a commitment. And um, but I miss New York so much and I haven't been in like a few years that I kind of want to go just to put myself in that situation because I miss it so much. I know it sounds weird, but I want to be in the big crowds of people. So we might go. I'm planning on making Christmas cookies um with my family. And I just want to like sit in front of a fireplace and like read books and really just take some time off. I am getting tired. Yeah. Just why I just want to get in like the comfy cozy season. We're going to um Disneyland in uh Ooh. California. So I'm super Fun. excited. That'll be awesome. Yeah. That's cool. Um, okay. Should we I kind of want to like kick this episode off with a little bit of like questions? And I know we kind of wanted to do some hot takes that we have. Mm-hmm. On Patreon for this month, Ten and I are actually gonna go into like some superstitions and practices for Christmas. So I'm gonna be sharing some Italian folk superstitions um that everybody can practice Mm -hmm. um i have one thing i want to say about italian folk practice though Mm -hmm. i was getting a lot of questions about this so i do want to address this a lot of people are asking me you know how are they supposed to learn italian folk practice like they feel like they're drawn to it or they're italian and i want to just say this because as we dive into italian folk superstition like anyone can practice the superstitions yes but sometimes the practice is closed and i mean this it's closed because you have to know somebody who can teach it to you or initiate you into it so i get a lot of questions of like how do i do that evil eye diagnosis that you do i can't teach you that unless you are a part of my family or i have permission to teach it to you or you're a friend that I know. So don't get too frustrated with yourself because no matter how many books are out there, there's a lot of things that are missing, like the secret prayers, things like that. And that's because you have to know somebody most of the time because the superstitions and magical part is kind of still kept really hush hush. Oh God. Yeah. So I'm not trying to like gatekeep or anything, but when I say that it's closed, I mean, like if you don't know someone to initiate you into it, it's going to be really hard to do because Christmas Eve's coming up. Oh yeah, everybody, gird your loins. Christmas Eve is upon us, ladies and gents of the And jury. that is when you would teach someone. And I think um, I might initiate 10 into the uh, evil eye removal for Italian folk practice. So you would have to learn from somebody only on Christmas Eve. You cannot learn it any other time. And that yeah. person has to teach it to you. So- Try not to like beat yourself up over these things because it's kind of hard to learn. Oh, God. Yeah. I mean, even just superstitions in general, like while open, you know, to the mass, mm-hmm. mass populace, if you will, um, even trying to piece together things from like what were what was so and so doing back a few hundred years ago. Shit. Sometimes we just don't know. 
Oh, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of things I'm sure my family practiced that like we just lost and don't know anymore. Um, Because mm-hmm. don't forget, like my great aunt was an Italian folk woman. She taught these things. My my family knows how to do these things. So I would not know if yeah. it wasn't for them, because sometimes you read books and you're like, you can't really do an evil eye removal unless you are taught on Christmas Eve. It doesn't work that way. You have to like be initiated. So it's very weird because while it is open, it also kind of is closed. So oh closed by initiation. So um, <laughs> I was getting a lot of questions about that. And I'm like, yeah, it's, it's very difficult to explain. Very difficult. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> very confusing. So that's that. But okay. Do we want to reflect on some questions or is there anything you wanted to add? Um, um, before we go into those questions and hot takes, um, I think what Chelsea brought up is a really interesting thing and actually kind of how we're going to be kicking off season three and 2024 um with magic superstition religion and witchcraft like i almost want to get like a portable like whiteboard to like roll behind me to honestly create like a massive venn diagram because while these things are so interconnected and they overlap in so many places they are inherently very different from one another so yeah we are super excited to kind of get back in we're gonna of course start with you know the strange unusual spooky paranormal the haunted and everything but we're also going to be you know getting more into episodes that are like a little bit more shower thoughts or you know middle of the night kind of thoughts of like what keeps you up and you know this kind of shit keeps chelsea and 10 up in the middle of the night it does and like while we're gone i highly recommend to the masses like start Googling the terms that you're using. Like a lot of people ask me about Catholic witchcraft. Catholic witchcraft isn't a thing and that's okay. You didn't know, but that's like something that's like misinformation. It would be sorcery or pharmacia, which is completely different. Um, so that's why like when we get into this conversation of Hikate being a mother of witches, it's like, well, mm-hmm. witchcraft wasn't technically the thing or the term. Yeah. <laughs> so look up Hellenism is a religion. Okay. Italian folk practice is a practice. Oh my God. Did you just see the thumbs up that happened? I did. I, I was trying to keep it together of being like, okay, we're just, we're just going to keep on happening. Why does it have, it's happening on zoom now with this like iPhone update. What the heck? Oh, cause you're on your Mac. I'm on my Mac. That's so weird. But start anyway, back to my point, start Googling <laughs> these terms. Hellenism is a religion. Hellenism is not witchcraft. You don't have to practice witchcraft to be a part of Hellenism. Hellenism is a religion and a belief system. So we're going to dive into into that more. But we have been getting a ton of questions about this. And it's like, honestly, just Google what that means. And you'll find that, like, you don't have to be a witch to be a part of Hellenism. That's not how that works. You know? Absolutely. And then, oh, like, yeah. yeah, you add superstition into it. And then it's like, where do we draw the line? And then you add magic. And, like, what's the difference between magic and witchcraft? And it's just like, oh, my God. Right. Right. Because like (laughs) I get the questions, I get the questions all the time about Italian folk practice. It's a practice. It's a practice. So how can I be Hellenic and Italian folk practice? Hellenism is a religion. You know what Mm -hmm. I'm saying? So there's a difference between a religion and a practice. Um, so just get, get familiar with those terms because we are going to be going into that next season. Like 10 said, we're going to be kicking it off with like magic, superstition, witchcraft, all that fun stuff. We've already been planning it, but, um, just, just some housekeeping. We just wanted to talk about, um, those questions were popping up for the both of us a lot these past few days. Mm -hmm. And, um, okay. Should we, do you want to do hot takes first and then we'll do questions? You want to do hot takes? Yeah. 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 I kind of want to do hot takes. I, I like hot takes a lot. 
Okay. You want, do you, do you want to start launch us with a hot take or a I don't stalking? have the hot takes. I thought you did. I do. I didn't know if you had any off the top of your head that you wanted. Okay. To okay. Yeah, I do. I do. Actually, I do. I okay. do. Okay. <laughs> I just, I just thought about it. Mm-hmm. I do not like colored Christmas lights. I think it's a hot take and 10, you have colored Christmas lights and I'm sorry, but I don't like them. I like them for you. I don't like them for me. I don't know if that is a hot take. I don't know either because I've been seeing a lot on like uh, social media that there is a very divided. It's like the candy corn question. Do you like candy corn? Yes or no. It's a very divided community and there's no one that falls in between. Yes. Yeah. There, there's no gray area here. And yeah. it it has apparently torn couples and families apart across the nation. Um, I know my in-laws have actually, when they first were married, like that was a argument early on of like, what lights go on the tree and i am i'm for it but like i'm also not against it like if kevin and i decided one year to not have colored lights i wouldn't be upset yeah i just i just don't think like for me the way i see them in my home they're not aesthetically pleasing to me and when i say white lights i'm not talking about like led white that's like that like hospital light white i'm talking about warm see there's a difference yes. warm light whites it's like, um, it's like a cream. Yes. But my mom has color lights on her tree and she fights me on this because you can change. They have a remote that you could change <laughs> the colors on the tree. And when I go home and I'm sitting by the fireplace by the tree, I want warm white lights. And she literally will come over and be like, it's my tree and I want colors. And I'm like, Ugh. <laughs> can't Dude, you see my both. vision? <laughs> we have both on our tree. Well, and I always had both growing up. Okay, so what annoys me about this is that my mom's mantle, she has Mm -hmm. warm white lights on the mantle with stocking. So why would you have colored lights then? Why wouldn't you just match the tree to your mantle? And I get frustrated because I'm like, it doesn't look aesthetically pleasing, but that's what she likes and it's her house. So I just don't say anything anymore. I'm like, I got to sit next to this colored tree, I guess. God. Now, is everything on the mantle also white? No, no, just the lights. Just the lights. So like, are there like poinsettias? Are there? Yeah. um yeah, there are, but it's like, why would you have white lights on your mantle and then colored lights on your tree? Why wouldn't you just match them both? Like, does you gotta not have to one or the other. Does she not have both on the tree? Like, there's you know no what? both setting? Yeah. Do you know the mantle I'm talking about? She has Christmas lights where you hang your stockings that are, yeah. are white, and then the tree she'll make colored. Oh, see, that's weird. I think, yeah. one, you either have to match, or the tree should have both. Yes. So... It there's me. there's no transition. We're going from one to the other. Now that would I make say. that would make my brain go bonkers. See, that's what I say. Okay, thank you. See, I have someone in my corner. I mean, it's her decorations. Oh my god, mom! <laughs> if you're listening to this, or dad, sorry, I'm coming no, no, for no. your neck. But she knows I don't like colored Christmas lights. She knows. So, like on top of our mantle, we have like big ornament, like garland, but we have colored lights behind it. But our tree has both. It was pre-lit with white lights, but we add color with it. So like that makes it flow. Yeah. Yeah. I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. Um, so oh, yeah, that, yeah, that, that's my hot take for the season. And it, I don't really feel like it's a hot take. And I, and I, what does everyone else think? Do you, where do you stand the warm white lights or you stand with colored lights? I want to know. I'm going to put a poll on Spotify. Make sure yeah, you answer it. I want to know. We're both. I need to be, no, you have to pick one. I I'm in the both camp. Team you have both. To pick one. I can't. <laughs> I've always been team both, even growing up. Ah, so you don't count. 
<laughs> I am Switzerland, Ten. I, I'm not Switzerland. I mean, Switzerland picked a side this year. I'm picking both. <laughs> For the people who like both white and colored, you stand with me here and now. No, no, no. Our, the warm white light people stand with me and we're judging y'all. We're judging y'all with your colored lights. <laughs> oh, the, the tree in my bedroom is only white. Gotcha. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. And the tree in the basement is only white as well. Yeah, I'm all warm white till I die. I don't even care. Even when I have kids, warm white, no color on the tree. Sorry. Santa said no. Santa said. Santa said it's ugly. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Would the elf on the shelf, would you be like the elf on the shelf said no? Only white. I have a question. For parents I maybe out there. have an answer. No, no, no. It's not for you. It's for parents oh. out there. I need to know. Do you guys do elf on the shelf? And is it? hard like do you forget about it because my cousin does it for my um my uh godson and i just feel like you have to at the end of the day of work you you put your kid to sleep you now got to remember to do this freaking elf on a shelf and you have to make it creative i never had elf on a shelf i didn't either i'm kind of jealous because it looks really cool did not have elf on a shelf but i did have pierre le bear <laughs> right we've talked about this i don't can you explain to me again what Pierre LeBaire is? I don't know what that is. <laughs> Pierre LeBaire. Gather around, everybody. Gather around, children. Again. So growing up at my elementary school, this is only for first graders, I think. So back in first grade, you would make like this like children's book about Pierre LeBaire. And he's this teddy bear. And he would go around the world to learn about how different cultures were celebrating this time of the year. Whatever you were celebrating, whether it's Christmas, Kwanzaa, um, Hanukkah, what are people doing in Asia? What are people doing in the Scandinavian countries? Like, what are people doing in South America? Like, what foods are they eating? Like, why are you doing certain things? So for us, like each day, like getting close to like the Christmas break, you would learn about a new holiday. Mm-hmm. So, you know, one day we would learn about Hanukkah and um, there was um, a kid in my class, his mom would come in cause they were Jewish and she would come in and talk about, you know, how great Hanukkah is like, what is the reason behind it? Um, what do the candles mean? She'd make latkes for everybody. She would tell us all about the dreidel and like the games that they would play and like, why are they doing this? So then you'd fill out your little page and with Pierre and he's celebrating Hanukkah. And then the next day, somebody else's parent would come in to tell you about what they do and everything. And it was so Uh, cool. And I miss Pierre LeBaire. (laughs) Interesting. Okay. So I didn't have Pierre LeBaire, but I do, I do resonate with someone's mom coming in to make latkes because (laughs) that is my favorite like it is enough to make me convert to judaism lakas like potato pancakes and applesauce are my absolute favorite things in the world and my neighbor um who lives across the street from us shout out Rhonda, she would come in and cook a whole class latkes with her her father who celebrated hanukkah and i loved it and then we would play with dreidels and it was so fun and i'm like do they still do that in school where they people come in and make latkes i don't know I don't know. I don't know. In this parents of the world, let us know. Let us know. And to anybody who celebrates, um, I believe Hanukkah just started. So happy Hanukkah. It did. My cousin posted a photo of my godson with he asked. This is how I I just love kids because they just they don't think about anything. He asked for Christmas to have a menorah. And so we got it for him. 
because he wanted to light the lights with his friends because he goes to like Jewish camp over the summer and he he oh. like celebrates Shabbat and everything. And That's my cool. cousin is super Catholic. Like she takes him to CCD. She's a CCD teacher. She like volunteers. And we love that he celebrates Hanukkah and Christmas. And like we don't celebrate Hanukkah at all. Like no one in our family is Jewish. But she posted a photo today of him holding his menorah and he lights the menorah for each day next to his Christmas tree. And like, tell me that's not healing the world. (laughs) I'm going to cry. Tell me that's not healing the world. He literally, Ten's literally tearing up. I'm crying. (laughs) He loves like other people's like religion and culture. And I'm so proud. He's like my godson because he's so cute. And in Italian tradition, that's a really big deal when you have a godson. And um, I just think it's funny. I'm a godmother because I'm like uh, some sort of like folk witch over here. And I'm supposed to be guiding the youth to Christ. (laughs) (laughs) come here little boy (laughs) come here learn about the superstitions of your family (laughs) um i did have to have a chat with him though because he just started going to ccd so catechism yeah the lovely ccd don't miss that (laughs) he was like do i have to go i was like you have to go and you have to learn about jesus and i looked at my cousin and i said see i did my job as a godmother (laughs) Put me down as job well done. (laughs) Y'all witchy aunt said you must go and learn about Christ. (laughs) But he honestly is so cute. And I'm going to ask my cousin if I can like, maybe we could post the picture because it it was, um, it is truly like healing the world, watching him with his menorah next to his Christmas tree. Just so happy. Loves it. Literally loves. (laughs) Goes to Shabbat, like loves it. Love it. (laughs) I know. But kids are just so cute. Like, he just genuinely wants to be part of Hanukkah. <laughs> I love it. So He's like, they got those chocolate coins, man. I want to be part of it. <laughs> those potato pancakes. Let me tell you something. The latkes. Sign me up. They were really good. I don't know if it's the Irish in me because of the potatoes, but I'm like, I would. I would take a trip over to Judaism for that. <laughs> what is that thing called that we talk about? The mikvah. The mikvah. The uh, the like in ground kind of like pool for lack of a better word where you yes. go to like ritually cleanse yourself. Yeah, I yes. want that too. I I am I'm, I'm all about this. And I hope next season um we can have someone on that like uh practices traditionally within the Jewish faith because I want to learn about all of the things. I'm very oh, yeah. interested. Yeah, usually mikvahs are um near or associated with um synagogues, at least in early synagogues. I love it. Um, I think that's the coolest thing ever. There's a mikvah, actually, or a mikvah ot, at the site of Qumran near where the Dead Sea Scrolls were found. I love that. I love that. I, I really just want to learn all of the things about the Jewish faith. <laughs> all of it. It's very, and Jewish mysticism. Very interesting. Fascinating. Oh my gosh. When I teach my students, you know, about the big three going on in the first few centuries, they, they're like, holy, oh my goodness. I just want to know what people are doing. I'm like, what do you believe? <laughs> How much would it take for you to spend the night in a cemetery sort of vibe? Oh my God, this week um, I had um, an appointment somewhere. So I had to go with Kevin to his business company, his team kind of happy hour. And Mm. I have never been to a corporate happy hour. The normies, you were hanging with the normies time? I was, I'm I'm not like a real person in my sense of the word. Like Uh I was a student for all my life and I don't really work in corporate America. So I'm like, what, what is this? And Chelsea was like, oh, it's, it's something so it has like its own culture 
Um, for those of you that work in corporate, you know what I'm talking about. And I used to work in corporate. So it, it's like its own cultural norms and rules. And it's weird. Yes. I don't and know I where know the standard of, of this happened. Yeah, I was trying to tell her. I was like, listen, these are some things you got to watch out for. <laughs> no one's going to talk. And everyone's going to talk about work. And then you're going to be sitting there like, is this what no. y'all do? <laughs> so we pull up. We're like the first ones there because Kevin had made like the reservation and everything. And I just looked at him. I was like, I've met a few of like your coworkers from like weddings and stuff. But like, what do you guys talk about? Because you guys are all science and I am art history, archaeology. Like, where is the overlap? Like, I can talk to you all day, Kevin. Like, we're we're fucking married. But like, what am I going to talk about? Because I feel like I'm just going to open up with the Egyptians believe the most important thing you could do in your life is die. die. (laughs) Yes, I know. No, it's really hard when you go into like normal settings especially after like we podcast every week and we're just talking about crazy shit like crazy shit but i don't think it's crazy i think it's cool and then you just go and hang out with people that aren't interested in these things and you're just like oh yeah okay okay be normal be normal okay anyway how are you how's your day (laughs) how's your family how's your life what's your religious beliefs (laughs) do you believe in curses (laughs) how much would it take for you to spend the night in a cemetery (laughs) i always anytime I'm at a family dinner and like someone is just acting a fool. I will blurt out in the middle of the table. Does anyone believe in aliens? <laughs> just to get it to stop. I'm like, oh, let's talk about man. something fun. Does anyone believe in aliens? Do you think the government is keeping secrets? <laughs> like it's all this crazy stuff. Do you believe in Bigfoot? Let's talk about it. Do you believe in Bigfoot? Truth or real? <laughs> it's all, the only answer is real. <laughs> I usually do that with like the Megalodon. I'm like, what do, what do we think, guys? What do we think? <laughs> no, I'm on your side with the Megalodon. Doesn't Kevin not believe in the Megalodon or he's like on the fence? And I, me and you were like, no, no, no. The Megalodon is real. Don't even joke with me, bro. It's real. I don't know. Like, I know what science says. I know what marine biologists say. And I respect. No, they don't know everything about the ocean. But like, you guys cannot tell me that there's not something down there. <laughs> no, the Megalodon is real. That's a real thing, and you can't convince me otherwise. I feel like I'm like becoming ancient aliens now. I'm like telling oh the marine biologists God. they're wrong. <laughs> you guys are wrong. I know it's real. Aliens. Um. Okay. Let's oh continue on with our hot takes. Oh my God. Yeah. What What else we got as hot takes? Did you have another scalding one? No, that was my only one that I had to get off my chest. <laughs> <laughs> I had to unburden myself. Oh, let me ask you this. I don't know if this is really a hot take or just okay. like a, a generational take. Okay. Do you put tinsel on your tree? No, but hear me out. I have been seeing people do it very tastefully. Oh, okay. And I think if I didn't have a cat, I would be interested. Mm. I think tinsel has a weird taste in my mouth because of a Christmas story and that monstrosity of a tree that they have. Mm-hmm. I just, yeah, and I have cats, so, like, I don't trust them. I've been seeing interior designers. I feel like um this year for Christmas, people are bringing back, like, some of these nostalgic traditions, but making them very tasteful and, like, luxurious. And I did watch an interior designer show people how to properly put tinsels on the tree with actual, like, not actual candles, but, like, LED light-up candles that you put inside the tree, like, they would have done in the olden days. It looked gorgeous, but I'm like, I have a cat, so gorgeous goes out the window with Christmas treats for me. Yes, I've always wanted to do like I saw some people doing like cranberries, like stringing mm-hmm. cranberries. And then I mean, for everybody out there, does anybody put beads on their tree? Because no. 
<laughs> Kevin and I have found out this fun fact this year. Every year since Kevin and I have been together, he's been like, where are you? Where's your beads? Where's your Christmas beads? And my, my brother in Christ, what are you talking about? What are Christmas beads, Kevin? <laughs> <laughs> my brother in Columbus, what are we talking about? And apparently growing up in Kevin's household, they always put beads on the tree. And he just assumed that was like a Christmas staple that was sweeping the nation one tree at a time. Yes. <laughs> and we both, Chelsea and I have looked at Kevin up and down and sideways and been like, we have never put beads on our trees. But when we were at Disney World this past year in November, we were in Epcot and we were in Norway and we had seen that all of their Christmas trees and everything there had beads on it. So we were talking to some of the workers. Um, one individual was from Oslo and she was like, yeah, like this is just like what we do. I don't exactly know why, but like my whole family, everybody, we all have beads. So his Kevin's grandparents actually emigrated from Norway. So mm-hmm. I think it's something from like his grandparents' old country that like they just do. But I was like, I have never put beads on my tree. No, I know. And he asked me one day when we were working and he was like, Hey, I have a question. Do you put beads on your tree? And I was like, What are you talking about? And he was like, Oh, I guess that's the thing we just did. Cool. That's right. I'm like, but I do have something really funny. So yes. people always ask me if there's like one thing that like my mom has always put on the tree and her name is Hella the whore. And I will tell you the story about her. And I told him <laughs> my grandma, she passed away and mm-hmm. she always had this angel on top of her tree. And it's terrible. Cause she's you're calling an angel this and you know, we're good Catholics apparently. <laughs> what is she, up with the angels? I don't know. Trees. My mom has an angel on the top of the tree, but it's a family thing. Like her mom had an angel on top of the tree. Yes. I broke that. I have a star on top of mine. I could change Thank my you. tree topper. I'm not thrilled with it. I, you know, I'm too am in the market for a good tree topper. Kevin and I are looking. So if you guys have any suggestions, let us know. But my grandma used to call her angel on the top of the tree, Hella the whore. And like as a kid growing up, that's what she would call it. So like now we look at the angel on the tree and my mom would be like, oh my God, we have to find Hella. Like, I don't even like to say the last part, but she's like, we have to find Hella. We have to put her on top of the tree. And I'm like, what did she do to deserve this name? I don't know. My Irish grandmother just says crazy things. So I'll take a picture of it when I'm home. It's just like this angel that lights up and she holds a candlestick. Oh man. My sister and I, my mom, Pilar, she, she put our angel up. I don't know if she has a name or anything, but your mom has an angel too. I, yes. It's a thing. It's a thing. It is a thing. It's a thing. I don't know why we have this angel. And I remember, I think we must've been in high school we had to sit down with Pilar and we're like, we don't really like this. Like she's kind of got crazy eyes. Like, <laughs> Yes. And it's like definitely like old and like handmade, like, but it's not us. And so we sat down and we're like, can we have something else, please? Please change the tree topper. So we have a star now. And I know that what was it a few years ago when my sister flew out before me, my mom had put the angel up and my sister one day my mom was out and about Tara takes the angel off of the tree and puts the star up. And she's like, I changed it. I couldn't take it anymore. I'm going to see if Pilar notices. Did she notice? No, she did not notice. Yeah. I go. Cause like who really looks at the top of their tree, but I am so in the market for a new one. So if anyone has any good ideas, let us you know got your tree topper salesman, let us know. Yes. All right. What's the, Do you have another hot take? I do. Are holiday cards in the mail still necessary? Yes. Do you do holiday cards? Yes. 
I don't do them. So I'm guilty at stopping the holiday cards. But this year, I think I'm actually going to do them. Stamps are just so expensive. But I do think they're necessary. And it's a dying art. Like, I still get cards from, like, older generations in my family for, like, St. Patrick's Day. You know what I mean? And I'm like, why did our generation just stop this? Yes. I. So I'm going to do it again. I love it. Also, stamp prices are through the freaking roof. Yeah. When I when I got stamps, I got like whole packs of them for like save the dates, my wedding invites and everything. And I'm just like, Jesus Christ, in this economy. But yeah, I do like them. Have I done them this year? No. Am I probably going to try? Yes. So. I'm going to try as well. Let's hold each other accountable. I think it's important to do promise. I'm going to try. I, I'm i going to, I really want to, I want to be that person that brings back some of these things that like we used to do. Cause I think it's very nice to receive a card, but um, we'll see. I was going to just send one of just Pluto on it. <laughs> oh, put him in his stocking. I know little Pluto. Okay. What is your all time favorite holiday song? Oh, last Christmas by wham. Come on. I've talked about that 50 million Ooh. times. That is that one slaps. That one does slap. Ooh, I don't know. If that's that's like just the best one. So I don't even know if you can have another answer. <laughs> I do love Meli Kalikimaka. Okay, that one's good. That one's good. I don't know. I, do you ever hear Dominic the Donkey? No. You've never heard Jingly Jing. It's Dominic the Donkey. Oh my God. I was going to put it on our Christmas playlist, but I was like, I'm kind of like, so you've never heard about Dom. It's an Italian song, but they play it all on the radio in New Jersey. Does anyone, am I crazy? Has anyone else ever heard this song? Heard Dominic the Christmas donkey. It's an Italian song. I'm going to put it. I'm going to have to, now we have to play it in the metaphysical store on Monday. I am going to, it's the weirdest song, but it's the best, one of the best Christmas songs. No, can't say I have heard that one. Oh, Jesus. Um, the song I refuse to fucking listen to is um, the fucking Christmas shoes of it all. Oh, yeah, no. And we talked about this last year. Get that, get that still, off my playlist. It is still not allowed in this household. It's not allowed in my household either. No sad Christmas songs. I want joyful, peace, joy to the world. Um, hot take. I don't like Silent Night. I could do without you, Silent Night. You don't like the song itself or like... Is it okay when certain artists sing it? No, I just don't like the song. It's just, it doesn't, I like uh, bops. Like I want something that's like uplifting. Um, I can't stand like the uh, sort of sounds. You know what I mean? I do love all of the Christmas ones by the Trans-Siberian Orchestra. Like okay, they, fair. they fucking go hard. Like yeah. they didn't have to, but they did. Some people just slap for no reason. Like wham. Shout wham. out. Wham. They, yeah. Absolutely. I would go to a Wham concert. I don't even know if they're still alive to just hear <laughs> last Christmas on repeat for like 10 songs in a row. It's such a good song. <laughs> Any more hot takes that you have? What time should a holiday dinner be served? Well, 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 well. So because I'm Italian American, we tend to serve holiday dinner in the afternoon at like 3 34 o'clock. So is that, is that for every holiday, like including Easter, Thanksgiving? Yeah. So Easter, we do the same thing. Um, Thanksgiving is usually around five, but that's because we do a huge appetizer spread. So um, I find on Christmas, we tend to eat early. Mm hmm. 
And like, I just think that's like an Italian thing, but there's also Italians out there that celebrate just Christmas Eve. So they probably do eat later. Gotcha. So we have like a special, I don't know, special, but like we have like a traditional Christmas Eve dinner, mm-hmm. traditional to like the Kellenbarger household, um, not traditional, not found in anywhere if you're asking. Yeah. Um, but I don't know where we came up with this, but it's what we would always have after Tara and I would come home from being in the Christmas pageant at the church and our Christmas dinner. It's I don't know. It's like early evening because yes, I feel yes, like we're, we're the same way all day. Yeah, we we do. Um, So Christmas Eve, my parents used to celebrate it before I was born, like the big Italian way. But then like when everyone started having kids, they switched to Christmas Day because they had to go home and like do the stuff they needed to do. And oh God, yeah. Yeah. So they were so like we switched to Christmas Day. I don't do like the whole seven fishes thing. I'm not a fish person. But um, that's probably not something I'll bring back. But we go out to dinner Christmas Eve at one of our favorite Italian restaurants. And then we will cook Christmas Day. Oh, okay. That's what we do. But we do the early, the early, like, like 4.30, 5 o'clock, like early dinner. Pre-evening. Yeah, Pre-evening. yeah. Yeah. And then we just, like, eat dessert and, like, relax. You're going to have to roll me off of that dinner table. Same. Same. <laughs> okay. Now this one. This one, we're also expanding the parameters to not just being limited to the holidays, but also to weddings as well. Okay, yeah, right. Okay, we did talk about this earlier. I will set the stage with that. So everybody cast your votes. When should significant others be allowed to come to holiday festivities or weddings? So um, I feel like for the holidays, whenever. um, Yeah whatever you're comfortable with, what they're comfortable with. I know in my family, like a lot of people bring their significant other over for dessert. Um, I have this one aunt. She has, she always brings a different significant other. So like, we just have met so many of them where I'm like, Hey, how you doing? Hey, how you doing? Like every year, it's just like somebody new and that's fine. Like good for her. Um, You know, and then I'm I'm like, Oh man, I missed the guy from last year. He was nice. Oh, this guy's just a loser. But I think it's good conversation. Like I love meeting new people and like seeing how they interact with my weird ass family, like in their, in their weirdness, their weird Italianness. but for weddings, I think it's different. Okay. So what's your, what's your length on weddings? So I think for weddings that you either have to be, um, if they're offering you a guest at the wedding, then you can bring them. But if you're in the wedding party, like, I don't know. I just feel like this person's going to be in my pictures. Like, what if you're not with them anymore? Yes. You know what I mean? Like that. I don't know. I didn't have a wedding. So I'm like kind of on the fence of like, I don't think I would want someone random in my photos if you're not married to them or engaged or in a serious relationship. Okay. So I feel the you know? same way. Um, so with Kevin and I, since like we're having our wedding next year, our thing is one, have we met them? Yes. Like, have you even met them? Like, you're just, you're not just handing out guests to everybody. Like, I feel like there needs to be like parameters. Like if you're in a serious, serious relationship for like a long time and you know, they're going to get engaged or married, it might be a little bit different. Absolutely. So you get one if you have, if we've met them, but like, of course, circumstances arise where like we live in Philadelphia. So like not everybody we can meet if you've been with them over a year. That's also that's a fair. parameter. Um, yeah. Or like engaged, you automatically get like that bump. Yeah. 
Yeah, right. That makes sense because these people are going to be in your wedding photos. Yeah. And also I see, I'm like, okay, like you can be in the photos for like, like the dancing and like the fun, but like, I'm okay with that. Like, I'm not going to be like, oh, have so-and-so's random partner, like in our wedding party. Nay, nay. I'm not saying that. (laughs) Yeah. I know what you mean. Um, I think it's like personal preference, but I think that's a good parameter to have for sure. Like, right. That was, I get it. Oh God. Yeah. That was, that was something we had to decide. And like, again, if anybody's getting married soon next year, 10 years in the future, honestly, you get to make the guest list and don't let anybody tell you otherwise. (laughs) I mean, no, I was just at my cousin's wedding and she had no kids. She said, I don't think weddings are for children. And kids were allowed at the church, but like for the reception, cause you have to pay for it. She said no children. She didn't want any kids there. It was adults only. And like, honestly, I understand that. And you have to pay for them. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I get that. She didn't want any kids at the wedding. Um, Yeah. Kevin and I are, um, well, we have to have a no kids wedding because also like we want a no kids wedding, but we, um, where we're getting married, the hotel is an 18 plus resort. Yeah. So, so like, we can't have them anyway. Legally, we also just can't have them. Makes so, sense. But like, I sympathize with anybody having to make that decision because, you know, people will always have opinions. Yeah. And it doesn't matter what your opinion is. It's someone's wedding and that's what they're requesting. Like, you kind of just have to abide by the rules. So. Oh, absolutely. What is the best Christmas movie? I don't know if it's like the best Christmas movie, but it's my favorite. And it's the Beauty and the Beast like spinoff for when they do yes. the Christmas. That one is my favorite ever. And I'm probably going to watch it like this weekend or tonight. And it just, I just love Beauty and the Beast. And I don't know why. Like he that. is so much better as the beast than the human. And <laughs> I don't know what that says about me as a person. Like, I don't know. <laughs> it's so romantic. I don't know if I have like a favorite Christmas movie. Like I have a list, but like, I don't think I have like the number one, like top seed that I want to draft every single year. I like the OG Grinch. I love Scrooged. Um, I like Elf, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, Mm -hmm. like Home Alone. I'm not Christmas really like a story. Christmas movie person. Like that's what I realized. I'm I've never I'll watch like the Disney classics on like Disney Plus, like the cartoons. I'll put those on in the background. But I'm not like uh sit here and have to finish a list of Christmas movies. I don't think I don't know. I've just never really been like that. Yeah, I I don't have like a whole list of like like I did with um Halloween where I'm like, yes. oh my god, I have to have all of these done. I'm like, I like Christmas movies, but like I know a lot of people really enjoy like Love Actually. I've never seen Love Actually. I think I've seen it. I can't remember. They kind of all tend to be the same after a while and you're just like I don't know. But I yeah, also I, really- I also love Die Hard because to me Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Everybody can fight me on that. I'm I'm willing to go toe to toe on that. Listen, I have no stake in the game on Christmas movies, so I'm the wrong person to ask. Like I really don't care too much about Christmas movies. I'm like, yeah, it's fine. We, I can watch them. I cannot. No. You know? No sweat. Really, no sweat off my back. <laughs> yeah, like, but when it's fall, you know, I got a plan. Okay, I've watched. You guys know the the, the crows <laughs> and casseroles episode. Like, I had a plan for fall, and I'm still watching Gilmore Girls for the third time. It's my comfort show. That's also Christmassy to me. So you can fight me on that too. <laughs> well, speaking of crones and casseroles, yes. Did you did you make a casserole? No, ten. I didn't make a casserole, but I am making ziti for Christmas, and I'm kind of hoping it passes as a casserole. <laughs> like. Yeah, did we ever get a consensus on like what makes a casserole? 
No, everyone has a lot of differing opinions. And thank you to everybody who like actually submitted recipes to me because like mm -hmm. they were like, you have to make this. I haven't made it though. That's the thing. I knew I was going to amass recipes and not make one. Um, so I just like to love waste people's times, I guess. <laughs> but I will. I have to be inspired. Gotcha. All right. New Year's Eve in or out? Depends on my age. So okay, I'm 31 now. So now I'm in. <laughs> I am in the house caged, but when I was early on in my twenties, I always wanted to go out. Even if it was like a house party, um, I always wanted to be out. Like I've done a lot of things. I used to go out in New York all the time, pay that huge fee for open bar and I loved it. But then when I reached like 25, I wanted to be in. I have actually only gone to like a few New Year's Eve, like parties and mm -hmm. I much prefer staying inside. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I like, um, I would do like house parties. Like I always say like when I get a, a my dream house one day, I want to be that person that throws like big Halloween and like new year's Eve parties and like have a party planner and like mm -hmm. a caterer. And I want people to like come over in their pajamas for new year's Eve and like hang out. Um, oh God, and like you can go home like right after the ball drop. Cause like last year I didn't even make it for the ball to drop. I went right to bed. Here's, here's an, I don't know if this is a hot take or just an opinion. I don't think going to watch the ball drop is, I don't know, anything. That's actually not a hot take. Um, most people on the East Coast would agree with you. The, most people that go watch the ball drop are not from the East Coast. I would never in my life, no. and this is no hate to anybody that did, there's no toilets. <laughs> yeah. There is. There's no toilet bowls. People wear diapers. I just... I don't think I it would have any like impact on my life. Like I don't see any reason why I would go there, wait all day in a corral to watch a ball drop. Like that to me Not seems like that to me seems like something that Dante should have put as a layer of hell. Like <laughs> Jesus. No. Anything like going to Rockefeller Center during Christmas is part of Dante's inferno for me. Like that is being a New Jersey commuter or a New Yorker in Times Square on Christmas is like the ninth layer of hell to me. I used to have to try to get home from work and I'm, I was not mad at the tourists. I get why they're here. It's Christmas. It's yeah, New York absolutely. City. I would never take that magic from somebody. But when I'm trying to get home and I am stuck behind tourists, <laughs> there's nothing you hate more in the world. You're like, <sighs> got to keep it inside. But I get it. New York, magical Christmas. I understand. I just I get it for me, but like, I think that there needs to be like streets or lanes for like tourists to go certain places. Oh yeah. No, you're a hundred percent. Like I, there's no hate on the tourists. People get mad at the tourists. I'm like, no, I get why they're here. It's New York city. It's Christmas time, baby. Like there's things to do, but no. for me, I'm trying to catch my bus so I can go home. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. <laughs> but that is surviving the ninth layer of hell. So yes. Oh, else. No, just questions. Just okay, so let's go into questions. Let's go into questions. Ba -da -ba -da -ba. What was your favorite podcast episode this year? Ooh. <laughs> I don't know. know. Ten, I really don't know how we're gonna top. I don't know. I'm I have to pull up all of our podcasts right now so like I can like <laughs> all like look over hundreds of them. I don't know how we're going to top this year. We are going to figure out a way and we will and we are and I know it's just going to get bigger and better and snowball into sticks and bones takes over the world. 
and we're all going to take over the world. But I don't know how next year is supposed. We had really slamming episodes this year. Like, I'm not, I'm not trying to brag, but I am. It was really good. We did. Like, I don't know, because I don't even know how to, like, rank these. Like, I'm I'm looking at, like, our back end of everything. and I'm It's just, just so like, good. It's not to toot our own horn, but, like, toot toot. I mean, it was pretty sick that we got to go back to, like, some mystery cults, like the cult of Dionysus. Like, who who didn't want to learn about, like, the main ads fucking ripping people? People thought we were initiating them into the cult of Dionysus. <laughs> I, know. I was like, I am so honored. You too would want maybe want to join this, but it ain't here. (laughs) It ain't happening. We ain't going to the mountaintop together. But I understand that sentiment of wanting to just like say fuck it and join the cult of Dionysus. I get it. I get it. It's for the girls. Oh, it's for the girls. Dionysus is for the girly pops. I okay. Um, I did. God, there's just so many. All right, I'm just gonna go through like a top. I'm giving you a top two and that's it. We're not going through the top 10, top five. You got top two. You have to pick and that's it. And that's no one's going to judge you 10. There's a lot of good episodes. I'll go. You want me to do mine first or you're, or you're done looking. Uh, You go first. Okay. So I had time to look my two favorite. I probably would say are the necromancy episodes where we kind of went toe to toe with like necromancy ancient and then like modern. That one was really good. And then fighting for the second spot. Okay. I really enjoyed the episode on animism that we did, the house spirits. Oh, but I do have to say the high priestess and miasma one was probably my second favorite just because we got to slam factual evidence about miasma because people freak out about this. And I'm like, yeah, I, I, we sat there and said, let me tell you something about miasma. Wash your hands. (laughs) Wash your damn hands. Just wash your hands. You'll be fine. Okay. My goodness. But um, I also like that one because I got to talk about, you know, being a modern high priestess and like, you know, it was a little scary to talk about it. But here we are. I loved. I also really uh, like Del 5, but I'll stop. <laughs> I know. I'm like, damn, you, you got four. All right. I get four. Um, but one I of my- also like all the Hikate ones. <laughs> oh, Hikate part 85 million. And the Persephone part three. <laughs> and also the Haunted Bachelor part um i loved having one polka back again oh my god yeah the guests like come on the guests creme de la creme this so year so good we had polka back talking about close practices at the muerte um we had peter oakman uh here live and we got to talk about the fact that you're not a fucking viking yes. and problematic um norse and nordic uh symbolism loved ruffling feathers with that I did love, I did love doing Lucifer, man. Like that. I know, I know Lucifer. I just felt like that was an obvious top and I didn't want to go there. He made it into our top 10 overall, like on our back end for analytics. Yes. And so I know that one's just going to keep going. Like Lucifer and Hikate are just kind of like obvious that they are the best episodes. Um, yes. So. I mean, I did. Love- there was a lot of good ones. A lot of good ones. Forgotten Women of the Bible, like. Um, get in losers. We're getting possessed. Like I loved that. Oh my God. See, I know I almost picked that one for my top. Hades Uh, part two, like Jesus. (laughs) Yeah. We have a lot of, lot of good, good, good episodes. This, um, because it was interesting. Cause I was like, did we even talk about anything this season? (laughs) What did we even say? 
Oh Girl, my god, the cult of Isis. We did a little bit of everything. We did. We did. Those those are all really good episodes. Oracles of Delphi, that was also like a that was that was follow. good. That was a good one. Oh that yeah, shit just, slaps. Just so much Aphrodite and the dark side of love magic. Yeah. No, ten. We did some good ones. I that's why it was hard. I, I I'm kind of panicking right now. Like, what are what what do? What now? <laughs> I don't know. I am like really manifesting a priest to talk about exorcisms because I think I'm going to just fall out of my body because I have so many questions. Non-judgmental, by the way. I just want to know, know. how do you sign up to be a priest that does exorcisms? What qualifications? How many demons do you have to know about? How much would it take for you to spend the night in a cemetery? (laughs) I need to know. These are the burning questions that we have. Oh my God, we talked about Oh my god, we talked about so many. We talked about succubi. Yeah, the vampires. Like this was all this year. We, that's it. We're, we should just shut up shop because I don't think we could top for next year. We went toe to toe with the Warrens. Like, oh yeah, oh yeah, we punched them in the mouth. <laughs> okay, okay, we have to move on. Time we have to. We could sit here all day. I know. Um, okay. All right. I think we should end with this. Okay. So, do you want me to ask some questions? <laughs> no, I'm going to ask you. Do you have a question that you want to address here? I do have a question. All right, you go, and then I'll save mine for the end. Okay. Um, what is something that people assume about either you or Chelsea that isn't true? A lot. <laughs> <laughs> Look at us write a book. <laughs> oh god, I had to had to just laugh about that for a second. Um, oh god, this is hard. People go, assume. Do you, do you want to go? Yeah, I'm gonna go. Okay. I'm in my Tony Soprano era. People assume a lot of things about me, but they mm-hmm. don't actually know me. And I think that's interesting. Um, I feel like because I'm a person that exists online, people assume things. And um, that's just fine. I am never, ever going to debunk anything that isn't true about me. So I always say you don't make it to the top unless you have people that talk shit. So there you go. I will never address something that is false. Oh God, yeah. Why, why would I waste my breath on that? Hmm. So yeah, there's a lot. Of, there's a lot of a lot of things. People assume a lot of things about me, but if it's not coming from me, it's not true. Or ten. Oh, who knows yeah, me it, like better than anybody else? Did it come from the horse's mouth? Yeah. Nay, nay. What about you? Oh, I would second everything you said. I would also say one of the biggest things that I've gotten from like people back in the day, back in my early twenties was that I am super intimidating and yes, still comes off kind of today. And I'd like to remind the jury, I'm not intimidating. People are intimidated. Period. That's true. (laughs) That's the truth. Ain't that the truth. Okay. So what, what is the last question that you wanted to end on? What was one thing you learned this year? Ooh. Do you have an answer? I do. Would you like me to go? I would like you to go. <laughs> okay. I, I had time to think about it. So it was kind of unfair to ask you first. Um, mine's a little cheesy, but one thing that I legitimately learned this year is that you can achieve your dreams and your goals. Um, Sticks and bones like was not in my life what I had intended to do, but I'm really happy I wound up on this path just trusting like the guidance and like everywhere I needed to be. And, um, 
I feel sorry for the people from, you know, my past that can't come back because I'm thriving this year and I'm living <laughs> my dreams and I'm in a much, much better place than I was last year. And I'm very happy. Um, and for those of you that have been here for a really long time, like, thank you. It, it's, it's hard to chase your dreams and not give up. Um, people say you don't make it after your first two years of business where I'm technically entering four and we're entering our third year next year and we are making mm-hmm. it. So, um, if you're a person that wants to achieve your dreams, you can, we all start yeah. a different starting lines for that. So just know everyone has like their own preset things that are kind of like obstacles, but you can achieve your goals. It is possible. And I never, ever thought it was possible. I kind of just sunk into like the normal nine to five. There's nothing wrong with that. But Mm -hmm. I always had wanted more because I could do more and I wanted to run my own business. And um, I think it's really badass that we're two women running a business literally in the charts next to um, Bible podcasts because one of the biggest religions of the world. And here we are talking about Hellenism and like ranking in the charts next to these people. Cause I'm coming, I'm coming for Joel Osteen's neck. I'm coming. You know what? That's my goal for next year. I'm dethroning Joel Osteen. All right. You all heard it here first. We are, we will dethrone. I got some questions for Joel Osteen. Yeah. And I, I, I plan to dethrone Zach Baggins on TV. Like I want to be on TV doing paranormal stuff the right way. And I'm going to dethrone him next. I'm coming for you. <laughs> The crones of sticks and bones are coming for you. <laughs> I will be dethroning ancient aliens, man. That's right. Ten's going to start her own show now. See, we do a lot <laughs> of things out of spite. <laughs> we do. Spite is a powerful motivator. Yes. And while something that I learned this year is like, absolutely, if you put your mind to it and you want it, one, your dream is never too small to accomplish. And you can always teach an old dog new tricks. Like the biggest thing that I've learned from others this year is people wishing that they could you know, study archaeology, do X, Y, or Z. And my biggest response is let's do it. Let's get it done. Like, let's go girls. Let's go girls. Shania Twain plays. We all kick down doors. We all, we all do it. But the biggest thing that I learned this year was while like you're going through kind of everything, um, et cetera, et cetera, You will always, one, be where you're supposed to be, and two, even when you feel, like, alone, you will always have everybody around you who's supposed to be around you. Yes. And, like, even if it's, like, one person or two people, you will always have the right people that need to be around you. And beware of the ones that don't. Sorry, I know I jumped in on your stuff, but... You're good. My biggest sign of, like, someone that you shouldn't have around you is when you go to tell them something good and you feel like you shouldn't say something because it's going to upset them, that's when you know. Yeah. Yeah. And something I've learned through my, my 20s is um, basically like everybody like back in college, like you wanted to have all of the friends you wanted to do blah, blah, blah. That's great. I'm at my I'm almost 30. I'm knocking on 30s door, man. And honestly, I'm happy with, you know, the handful of people that I have in my life. Oh, yeah. That gets smaller as you get older. Weirdly. It's quality over quantity. Oh, yeah. And that's OK if you, you have one friend. It's literally fine. Um, But yeah, you learn that. You learn that as you head into your 30s. And I don't know. It's just been a really good year. It's been a really good year. I'm excited. I think it's just going to keep getting better. Um, So excited. I also like weirdly am thinking about like this time last year and Chelsea and I were Scrooge McDuck. Oh, my God. Yeah. If you listen to I'm so sorry for those of you that are catching up and you like listen to last year's episodes and we're like, bye. We hate Christmas. (laughs) 
Sorry, I hope we didn't put a damper on yours this year because we're good now. Um, We were spicy last year. I don't know. I just feel the need to pull a card. Sure. I'm going to pull one Oracle card from my Yule deck. By the way, our Yule collection is still live. Um, It's the best Yule collection ever. So let's just see. We're going to end off with one Yule card and then we got to go. Okie doke. Let's see. What do we need to know? For what do the girly pops need to know? Yeah, what do we need to know for this season? Let's see. Okay, I pulled bear medicine. Ooh, there is no tomorrow without the healing of the past. For in stillness, you shall find yourself right where you are. I gotta get my guidebook. <laughs> I love that. It's card number one in this deck, so I feel like that's kind of symbolic of, like, this is the first card in the deck. Um, in order to start your journey, you have to heal. And this is all about hibernation, meditation, and healing. And this is the perfect time. Mm-hmm. If you, like, messed up this year or you didn't achieve what you wanted to or you don't know where you're going, um, this has been prevalent in my client readings. Hibernate. You need to think about it. No one can tell you what to do. It comes from you and your own intuition. And, you know, I always believe everyone has ancestors around them and and can guide them even if they're not looking. Um, Mm -hmm. It comes from that. So, like, in order to find out where you're going, you have to hibernate. You have to think about it by yourself. No one can do it for you. No one can tell you how. No one does mine and Ten's business. Me and Ten get up every day and do our business. You know what I mean? So, oh, yeah. And like taking a break is great because that's how you get new ideas. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. So um, this is just one last thing I just feel compelled to read. Making space for solitude and healing is not a sign of weakness, but self-preservation and self-worth. It shows a deep love and honoring of your most sacred treasure, which is you. That's why people that are super spiritual, shamans, gurus, and guides make alone time a priority. Mm. You got to go inwards. You got to go into a little hermit mode. You got to go into hermit mode. So that's what I'll be doing the last two weeks of December. Hermit mode. <laughs> I know, right? That's it. That's, that's, that that's was the message. She, that's all she wrote, folks. I can't believe yes. we are done with season two. I can't believe 2023 is coming to an end. And yeah, don't rush the rest of this year. And I can't believe we're done. Like, I, I, I know. I'm like, oh, I'll see you guys next week. I can't, I'm going to miss you guys. I'll miss you. Don't worry. We'll come back in January, hopefully, like with some fun life updates, more things that we're working on because we are working on something. But I can't, I can't tell you what it is. I can't keep a secret to save my life, though. Like, I get too excited. I, I want to tell everyone everything. But that's how you get Malocchio. That's that's how you get got every single time. That's why I got 50 million evil eyes in my house. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, that's it. I just want to thank you guys, though, for all your support this year. It's been incredible. Um, We appreciate you. We love you. Um, We hope you have an amazing like holiday season, however that looks for you. Mm-hmm. And if you're not having a good holiday season, I hope it gets better because you can go re-listen to last year's episodes of Mine Intense. <laughs> and just know it does get better. It, it doesn't seem better. like it will, but <laughs> trust me, it does. Yeah. Things can change in a day, a month, two months, a year. So give yourself some grace. Absolutely. And with that being said, we are going into our own hibernation mode here. We take me home country road. We are 
we're out. I don't know. I'm kind of sad. I know. I'm like, I don't want to go yet. Wait, I have so many things I want to say, but I'm like, we'll Here's- be back in January, but it is going to be kind of weird. Well, we still have Patreon left to do. We are going to be doing an episode for Patreon. So yes, we still have Patreon, but to the ghost and ghouls out there, I know we always end by saying, stay curious, say, stay spooky. So I think to kind of take us out of 2023 and, you know, bring us into what is going to be an incredible 2024 with podcasting and everything sticks and bones stay deadly curious interesting take 10 right stay deadly curious interesting take well have a good holiday season we'll, we'll talk see you to on you guys the flip side Ooh, we'll talk to you guys in the future in 2024 Bye, we'll see everybody. you in the new year wink <laughs> i hate when people say that to me <laughs> bye, bye.